spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we talk with Saskatchewan's Minister of Agriculture on several topics in a two-part feature. David Merritt discusses the latest federal proposal to cut greenhouse gases from fertilizer use by 30%. He also discusses the war in Ukraine, dismal grain movement this winter, and the legislative session which got underway yesterday in Regina. We talk with SARM President Ray Orb about next week's annual meeting in Regina and support for veto at the U of S in Saskatoon. We hear from a former Alberta Premier about the war in Ukraine and the World Food Program's support for refugees. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says farmers face some challenges in meeting Ottawa's goal of reducing greenhouse gases from fertilizer use by 30%. Ottawa has released a discussion paper on the issue and is seeking comments until June 3rd. Merritt says there are some concerns from the proposals. We're looking at it at a perspective on what can we do as as a province and work with the ag sector to come to the challenge of where the federal government wants to go. The one thing we do like is where Fertilizer Canada has gone with their four R's, Jim, and that's really using the right fertilizer, obviously the right rate at the right time and the right place. And uh, and I think uh, that's that's where we have to go, and that's where we're trying to go as a government, saying, look, let's work with Fertilizer Canada, and let's try and achieve some of these goals, and let's you know work with the farmers and say, okay, how can we uh, not necessarily well reduce fertilizer uh, use, but also increase production? Because uh, as you know, Jim, our target uh, for 2030 is to to produce 40 uh, 45 million metric ton. So obviously, if you're increasing production people would be saying, well, then you're increasing fertilizer use. But we're saying if we can mitigate fertilizer use or if we're using the same amount but we're increasing more, then really we should be measuring fertilizer use against the production number as well, Jim. And that's where we're at. And I know my discussions with the federal minister, we've had a chat about it and said, and you know, I said, we'd like to work with you. We think there's opportunities around innovation and research and new technologies that we as government should really be looking at to help mitigate the, the, the fertilizer concerns that the federal government has. But also, we really don't want to jeopardize the ag sector and the growth opportunity that we have here in the province of Saskatchewan. 
So generally you feel we likely can then reach those goals without hurting crop production? Well, and I think that's the challenge we have, Jim, and we're going to find it challenging that way too. And, and that's where we say we really have to work with Fertilizer Canada on the four R's. And, 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 and I think, you know, hopefully we can achieve those goals. And, uh, you know, we've got some new technologies and fertilizers now with slow release and things like that. But does it come down to fertilizer placement and, and, and those kind of things too? So that's where, you know, when I had my discussions with the federal minister, I said, we really have to work together. And is there new technology? Is there research? And we really have to collaborate and work together because the world population is growing and the need for food is growing as well. So we have to make sure that we can still increase production, really make sure that the farmers in the province of Saskatchewan are competitive globally. And that's one thing I've been uh, very adamant about, that we have to make sure that we are competitive. And to do that, we have to grow the grain work, and then we have to market it. The world wants what Saskatchewan grows here. They like the way we grow the uh, grains here. They like the quality, and they like the, the, the environmental impact that we have that the way we grow it environmentally. So that's the things that we have to work with. And I'm hoping the federal government will look at what we're doing here and uh, and see that the new technology and some of the research we're doing is doing and achieving some of those goals that where the federal government wants to go. But we really can't jeopardize the growth opportunity that we want here in the province of Saskatchewan by growing more grain. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Coming up, he discusses the impact on the war in Ukraine, grain movement, and farm legislation. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca Russian invasion of Ukraine is entering into its second week. Both Russia and Ukraine are major grain producers. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says it's too early to tell what impact the war will have on markets later this spring. You know, we're, we're concerned about it as everybody is. We're obviously concerned about, uh, you know, the Ukrainian people and our, and our thoughts and prayers are with them at this time. We passed the motion in the Ledge Assembly last night and, uh, and voted uh, unanimously in support of the Ukraine people. So we'll continue to, uh, you know, to work to, uh, to those goals to achieving that Russia would be uh, getting out of, out of Ukraine. It could have a, a, a big impact on it. We're obviously watching it closely. It depends on how long this goes, Jim, and hopefully it doesn't go too long so that the people in Ukraine can get their crop in the ground and continue on with their life as normal as it can make it at this time, Jim. If it disrupts though crop production, there could be some serious changes in world markets and world marketplace. Yeah, there could be, and uh, you know, and uh, obviously those are things down the road that nobody knows at this time. And obviously, the you know, I'm not an expertise on the market side of it for somebody to comment on how that would play out and 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 the time frame around that, Jim. I I honestly can't. So all I can all I can say is I hope and pray for the people of Ukraine that this war does not last very long. On another topic, the grain transportation has been somewhat uh, lackluster this winter. Your thoughts there? Yeah, it has, and we're very concerned about it. And Obviously, there's been, you know, talk of a strike and uh, things like that, but we're very concerned, and I know uh, our Minister of Highways has been in discussion with the railways, you know, ongoing on the concerns and, and delivery of product, and, 
you know, the, the, unfortunately, the downside to all of this is grain production was down last year, so the movement there, I, I couldn't imagine where we would be if we'd had a record crop again, where we'd have been so backlogged with so much product still sitting here, Jim. So it's very concerning for us, and I hope the railways can are trying to do everything they can to uh, get rid of the backlog that's uh, here in, in Western Canada. The Saskatchewan Legislature resumed sitting yesterday, and of course there's the budget next week. What do you expect on the farm scene out of the legislature this session? Well, you know, I, you know, I just don't know, where, you know where it'll go. I, obviously, the, the budget will uh, have some impact on that discussion. Obviously, the weather could have an impact on some of that discussion. We're obviously seeing, you know, some moisture, much welcomed uh, moisture in many parts of the province again. So uh, obviously, you know, we're hopefully that that mitigates that side of it, which, you know, we're hopeful for. I know in talking to my colleagues just yesterday, parts of the province have got a lot of snow. And uh, even in my part of the province, in the south, uh, south central part, we finally got some much needed moisture, to, you know, and hopefully we'll see more in the, in the next, you know, month or two months yet. So it'll, it'll really depend on a lot of that. But the, the budget may raise some questions or concerns, but for the most part, you know, I think the big thing is the moisture conditions and, and where it goes from there, Jim. Can you give me any more hints as to what's in the budget for farmers? Not at this time, Jim. I, you know, there's, we'll wait to, and see how it goes, but, you know, there's some, there's some things, you know, there'll be some, you know, other than what we announced in crop insurance, Jim. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. I have here with me Jeremy Boychin, who's an agronomy research extension specialist with Alberta Wheat and Barley Commissions. We were just talking about how this year has uh, gone so fast already, and we are quickly, it's going to be planting season before we know it. Now, we're of course hoping for, we're talking from the Canadian prairies, and it, it was a dry year last year, and we're, we're hoping we don't face that again this year, but so far it's looking like it, it could be dry in specific pockets. Now, fertilizer safety we want to talk a bit about what you're going to do when it comes to that do you want to elaborate yeah i mean <laughs> i we always hope that there's rain coming in the spring Kara. i mean we always keep our fingers crossed and we got to stay optimistic um nobody seeds for no rain but um yeah we're, we're certainly sitting in in dry uh, conditions in many parts of, of the province. So um, thinking about what does that mean for how we're going to seed this crop, I think is, is something we need to keep in the back of our minds as we're heading towards that seeding season. What considerations do I need to keep um, thinking about and managing as I get closer to that seeding timing? And, and seed safety is one of those things, especially in a very dry in very dry seeding conditions um, because when we get into those conditions the risk of, of seed injury um, due to fertilizer uh, increases significantly. So what are some of the things you can be doing? So off the bat the, the biggest thing is be knowledgeable about um, your seedbed utilization, um, the salt index of the uh, fertilizers that you're using um, and then kind of make that assessment of um, 
how much fertilizer in a normal year should I be putting down? When I say normal year, as in I have moisture, I know I'm putting the seed down into moisture. I know that um, I'm, I'm not as in as much risk um, of seed injury. How much can I put down? Uh, and then if you're heading into very dry seeding conditions, you're going to want to reduce those rates of what goes down with the seed by half. Uh, and, you know, this is based on research that we've seen in terms of, you know, under these very dry conditions, um, the fertilizer, fertilizer injury that we can see to um, seeds that, that are in dry conditions. So now there, there are two main types of injury you're going to see. Of course, we're aiming to not see this injury at all, but uh, if we are seeing them, what, what are they? And do you want to elaborate a bit on it? Yeah, so there's two main types of injury, uh, ammonia toxicity and, and salt injury, and they, they kind of play a little different, but they're going to have mainly the same effect. Um, ammonia toxicity is when urea breaks down in the soil, it reduce, re- releases ammonia, uh, and that ammonia can be toxic to the seed. Um, under drought conditions, there's less hydrogen ions in the soil um, to turn that ammonia into ammonium uh, and higher risk of seed injury. Uh, and then when it comes to salt injury, that's really a factor of the salt index of the fertilizer. Um, the higher the salt index, uh, and you can easily find the salt index of a variety of different um, uh, fertilizers online. Um but the higher the salt index, the higher risk of fertilizer injury to those seedlings. Um, so what happens in that, that salt injury is the high salt fertilizer is actually pulling um, moisture from the seed uh, towards that fertilizer pearl. Um, so instead of that seed imbibing, um, taking on moisture and germinating, it's actually being desiccated by the osmotic pressure that's pulling from that fertilizer pearl. Now you talked about decreasing your fertilizer rates, um, but what if you're unsure about what moisture, I mean, obviously we're always unsure about what moisture could look like. Do you always recommend splitting those nitrogen apps then? If you feel like you're on the very dry side, it's, it's you know, I'm gonna be a little bit more cautious because um, once that seed hits the ground, once it goes down with the fertilizer, if you're seeing injury, it's too late to make the change at that point. So finding a different way to put that fertilizer down, um, like you mentioned, maybe maybe looking at a split application of, of some of that going up front and then some, some going in crop um, or finding a different way to get it in at seeding timing that isn't with the seed uh, to reduce that impact. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy with 30% chance of flurries. Blowing snow early this afternoon. Wind, northwest 50, gusting to 70. Diminishing to 30, gusting to 50 early this afternoon. Temperature falling to minus 15 this afternoon. 30% chance of flurries this evening. The low minus 23. Wind chill minus 24 this evening, minus 33 overnight. 
Wednesday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries in the afternoon. Wind northwest 20, the high minus 16, the low minus 21. Thursday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 10, the low minus 28. Friday, sunny, the high minus 18, the low minus 22. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high plus 2, the low minus 8. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 1, the low minus 8. Monday, partly cloudy, the high plus 2. The normal high for this date is minus 2, the normal low minus 13. The sun rose at 728. This morning it sets at 651 tonight. And looking at the current temperature in Regina, there is some snow and blowing snow in the community. It's minus 13. That's 9 above Fahrenheit. The winds are from the southwest at north-northwest, pardon me, 38, gusting to 48, giving a wind chill right now minus 24. Humidity is 78%, and the pressure is rising. It's 102.4. And taking a look at Moose Jaw, the temperature, there's some snow as well in the Moose Jaw area. It's minus 11. Winds are from the northwest at 39, gusting to 54. We don't have the lineup right now for the uh, other cities' temperatures. Once again, Regina, some snow and blowing snow. It's minus 13. That's 9 above Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. And we now have the latest temperatures for the Roundup in Saskatchewan. Once again, Regina with snow and blowing snow, minus 13, 9 Fahrenheit. Estevan is minus 12, Saskatoon minus 11, Swift Current minus 14, Weyburn minus 12, Yorkton is minus 13. The hot spot right now, minus 10 in Wasika, and Collins Bay up north, the cold spot at minus 21. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers mcdougalauctions.com and brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems experts in liquid fertilizer distribution fertilizers just better when it's wetter Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best this segment also brought to you by Degelman Industries look to Degelman for the most reliable dependable engineering tough equipment on the market the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities is throwing full support behind Vito in Saskatoon the vaccine infectious disease organization SARM President Ray Orb says rural municipalities want to support and strengthen Vito's effort against infectious diseases, including the coronavirus. Well, we're going to be talking about the, uh, the Vaccine uh, Infectious Diseases uh, Association uh, at our SARM convention that's coming up, uh, well, just next week in Regina. And SARM uh, is actually a friend of Vito, uh, we've, uh, we've been able to, uh, you know, donate some funds towards that organization. We really believe that there needs to be a made in Saskatchewan solution to, uh, COVID vaccine, to the, uh, the production of a vaccine, uh, so that it, you know, it's uh, more readily available, uh, to people in Saskatchewan and for the rest of Canada. And so, uh, we have it on our agenda and, uh, it is a valuable organization. It has also, provided a lot of vaccines 
for different kinds of uh, for different kinds of animals, we have uh, livestock, you know, uh, included in this province, and so uh, we're excited about that. What have been some of those vaccines that Vito has developed that really helped the livestock and agricultural industry? Vito has has created a new uh, vaccine for lung disease in sheep. Uh, they've actually worked on. Uh, they're still developing a vaccine for chronic wasting disease, and that's in uh, in cervid. Uh, created a vaccine for lung plaque in cattle, and uh, continues to work uh, developing a vaccine for African swine fever. So they've done a lot of work with livestock, and now they're starting to focus on the development of of a vaccine for COVID-19, and that's why uh, Sarma is really interested in this. Any idea how far Sarma is willing to go to help? Well, we're we're asking, uh, you know, for support, uh, you know, from different entities in Saskatchewan. We know that the province has already uh, uh, come forward with some funding. Uh, the city of Saskatoon also has has some funding made available, and so we're putting it on our agenda. We're talking about some ideas we have. Perhaps we can get uh, our Romans is interested in this too. But uh, definitely, this organization at the University of Saskatchewan is looking for funding and uh, it's probably a good time uh, to uh, to really get a serious look at this. Now I understand some of the key issues at the upcoming SAR meeting next week will also include yeah. uh, rural crime, internet access and drought aid. Uh, outline some of that for me. Well definitely, you know, we've been working really hard on the rural broadband file. We know that we still have a lot of problems out in the rural areas getting really good, reliable broadband connections. Uh, that's including cell phone and internet. And so it's uh, something that we've been um, pushing really hard through our, through our broadband action committee. And the SARM has brought in a lot of different organizations from around the province, including SASTEL. And so they're looking at more partnerships, uh, bringing in some of the smaller internet service providers, being able to talk to them to see if we can sequester some of that universal broadband funding from the federal government. Now, there has been an announcement just recently that there was some funding coming into Saskatchewan, but uh, we think we need a lot more. We're actually thinking we need in the neighborhood of about $400 million really to do a, 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 you know, a decent job in rural Saskatchewan. That's just one of the issues. Uh, rural crime, uh, we've uh, worked really hard to create a provincial-wide uh, Saskatchewan Crime Watch uh, program in rural Saskatchewan. And uh, we've been working with the RCMP and with SUMA and the Ministry of Policing on that as well. And so we have uh, we have a gentleman that is the president of that association and uh, he's going to be talking to our delegates about how we can get more RMs and more volunteers in rural Saskatchewan involved. The SARM annual meeting will be held Tuesday through Thursday next week in Regina. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The war in Ukraine is having an economic and emotional impact on those involved in agriculture. Ed Stelmack was the Premier of Alberta from 2006 to 2011. He also farms and is the grandson of Ukrainian immigrants and also speaks the language. Stelmak says many people are offering to help. Through the Canada-Ukraine Foundation, we've got calls from Hong Kong, from California, Florida, just saying, you know, we'd like to donate. 
and how can we do it. So it's, it's galvanizing the whole world, and we can see that in the United Nations. I think Belarus and maybe China is sitting on the side, but everybody else is condemning the, the action of Putin. Stelmak is very worried about Ukraine and how far Russian leader Vladimir Putin will go in the war effort. He's already using vacuum bombs. Landmines were supposed to be outlawed, but there's no heart in this. And it's difficult because, as many Russians are saying, they're almost like our brothers and sisters, a different country, but, uh, you know, similar background. So it's very difficult. And we see uh, uprisings in, in Russia, but Putin has a very, very tight control on that country, both media, the people. The war in Ukraine and sanctions against Russia are pushing up grain prices, but the same thing is happening to fertilizer. There were some in the market saying, well, maybe further out in June, July, fertilizer prices were going to drop, but there is no price reset. Of course, Belarus produces potash, natural gas prices are up, so nitrogen will be higher priced. So that's the effect on fertilizer. And there will be other economic impacts as well. More than likely, it'll affect other things like electronics and maybe repairs for some machinery. We just don't know. And it doesn't look like it's going to come to an end soon. So this may carry us in further into spring. Just really unpredictable at this time. Ed Stelmack is a former Alberta premier and grandson of Ukrainian immigrants. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola gained $20.90 at ten sixteen ninety two. Flax jumped $275.58 at $12.52.11. One red spring wheat went down eleven oh five at four ninety five eighty. The rest were unchanged. Durham five fifty one sixteen. Feed barley three ninety two thirty seven. Lentils eight sixty five fifty. Oats five zero one fifty three. Yellow peas six thirty four fifteen. Feed wheat two sixty one sixty five. At Minneapolis, May spring wheat is down the limit sixty cents at eleven thirty seven and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of March 8th. Our last regular sale was on March 2nd. The market on butcher cattle has improved. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.82 cents to $0.92. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.72 cents to $0.82. Cents. Hefferettes sold from $1.10 to $1.25. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.15 to $1.33. Our last pre-sorted sale is on February 28th. For 50 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.44 and sold up to $2.57. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.48 and sold up to $2.57. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.35 and sold up to $2.50. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.16 and sold up to $2.33. 
650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.04 and sold up to $2.26. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.90 and sold up to $2.08. And 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.85 and sold up to $1.89. Heifers were about 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 8,100 hogs Monday, selling in a range of $223 to $235 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,800 head, selling in a range of $222 to $235 per CKG. Hams number one sows this week are up, selling in the range of 66 to 73 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is down 14 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2773. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 77.67 cents U.S. U.S. cash market started this week on a firm note, with the national base price increasing $3 a hundredweight to just over $100 U.S. a hundredweight. With the broader market uncertainty and related volatility, the daily changes to the cash market are larger and have been experiencing more abrupt changes to the trend. Hog supplies have been recovering slowly as compared to historical levels, but continue to come up 4-5% short compared to year-ago levels, and there's no assurance that this trend will continue as a reversion to larger disease losses is possible. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The Saskatchewan government says the provincial forestry sector reached an all-time high of $1.8 billion in forestry product sales in 2021, an increase of 60% from 2020. Energy and Resources Minister Bronwyn Eyre says the record numbers show the province is on track to achieve a goal of doubling forestry sector growth by 2030 and substantially increasing the value of exports. She says forestry is the largest sector in the province's north, supports nearly 8,000 jobs and relies heavily on Indigenous workers and businesses. Last September, the province allocated timber to support four major forestry projects, totaling nearly $1 billion in capital investments and expected to create over 2,600 forestry jobs. These projects include construction of an oriented strand board mill in Prince Albert, expansion of the Carrot River Sawmill, upgrades to increase production at the Big River Sawmill and reopening the Prince Albert Pulp Mill. Saskatchewan has seven large forest product facilities producing lumber, strand board, and pulp. Sales in 2021 were led by rising market prices for lumber and strand board, with continued growth of Asian economies and an increase in U.S. housing starts. More than 75% of Saskatchewan's forest products are exported to other countries, including 67% of lumber and strand board to the U.S. and 100% of pulp to Asia. On the markets, the TSX is up 195 points to 21,499. The Dow has risen 134 points to 32,952. Oil is up 774 to 127.14 per barrel. The Canadian dollar has fallen 36 one-hundredths of a cent at 77.63 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. 
That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.